listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1024. How do you select the best talent for your company? With countless piles of resumes and endless interviews, how can you be confident that you are not missing out on a crucial addition to your team? With an expertise in talent management and recruitment, Guy Shannon, founder of Game Changers, helps to deliver key workers to high-profile companies. I've asked him to join us today to discuss his unique approach to finding new hires in the apparel industry. Guy, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank you, Rick. It's great to have you here in the studio. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. You know, we love reviews of our show on your favorite podcasting software, ladies and gentlemen, and this is a great way to help others like you find our show. You know, since we started our show in 2009, we've reached several hundred thousand listeners through our live stream, podcast, and our other channels. If you wouldn't mind taking a minute and writing a short review, we would greatly appreciate it. All right, Guy, let's start by... Can you tell us a story about your professional background, sort of get us to know you a little bit better? Sure. Okay. Well, look, uh, Rick, if I met you five years ago and you told me I was going to be a recruiter in my industry, I would have called you crazy. Okay. I never imagined in a million years that I would you would act or, or actually be in this profession. Okay. But I guess it's crazy sometimes uh, wild things happen in one's career. Before starting Game Changers, about four and a half years ago, I um, I reached a, a point in my career where, where I wanted to do something quite meaningful and take the 22 years of experience that I had in manufacturing, wholesale, retail, and licensing and do something that would be really a, a game changer in, in a specific industry. Turns out that you know you sometimes become what you have a disdain for. I never liked recruiters. Okay, I was always recruiters always used to call me and try and get me to you know um, you know change companies or change jobs. Right, and I always found it to be very transactional. Didn't yes. really have uh, any substance to it. It was always about just hey, how quickly can I get this guy to agree that he that there is a better opportunity out there. I was always uh, someone who really prided myself on cultivating, coaching, and mentoring people as a leader in, in the companies that I worked. Okay. So, I, I, you know, obviously a, a light bulb went off, and I was like, why, why don't I do this for a living? Why don't I do this where I can actually change people's lives, give them a chance at, uh, you know, expanding and evolving in their careers, and uh, still be able to participate in an industry that has given me so much? So, so you were in the apparel industry. Yes. But yes. you had a wide range of experience in that industry from the way you talked about the different areas of expertise that you had. That's correct. So the first 10 years, I really cut my teeth in downtown Los Angeles, oh really in the bowels of, <laughs> uh, of the garment trade, and right. I really learned along the way what it, what it is like to kind of operate in a world of manufacturing. That's where my operational background came in. Got it. But when I left uh, downtown LA, I came down to Orange County to work at Quicksilver for oh, 10 years. Oh, much more civilized uh, <laughs> environment then. It was a much more sexier proposition. <laughs> you know, you had uh, you had you know great brands, yeah, right. amazing people, right. and and the lifestyle that really suited you know suited my taste level. Um, so you know, I I really had an amazing 10 years experience there. I was a vice president of merchandise and design, uh-huh. and subsequently became a senior vice president of their direct to retail business. Okay. 
Okay. So what it allowed me to do is have this operational background and this creative background, and I can really talk to people that are looking to maybe transition and truly understand what they do and how they can impact organizations. And that's how we are able to become successful. Okay. So when that light bulb went on, your term, that you thought, well, maybe I could do this in the industry, where were you and what were you doing? What what was the precipitating event that caused that light bulb? Good question. So I was working at a company called Hybrid Apparel. They actually had courted me from Game Changers. Uh, sorry, uh, courted me from Quicksilver. <laughs> and uh, I was there for three years as their chief merchandising officer. But like I said, I was thirsting to do something in the industry and do something independent. Okay. So what happened is a, a good friend of mine is on the, was on the East Coast, or is on the East Coast, and, and he is a, a recruiter in the legal space. He places lawyers and attorneys in big law firms across the Northeast. And we went out for dinner one night, and he said, to me, guy, why don't you become a recruiter? And I, like I told, told you, I said, you're crazy, Mark. There's no way I'll ever become a recruiter. Just so happens I did some research. I looked at the notion of being able to really coach and mentor people in, a, in, in the way that I have loved to do most of my career. Right. And I thought, wait a minute, if I can help people find work and I can help clients or companies find great people and I can make a living in it, it's a true win-win-win. Right. And I love that. Right. And... In my experience, you're helping the individual through a very difficult time, right? I mean, it's. I've always believed it's more important for the for the candidate to make the right decision on where to go to work than it is for the company to make the decision on who to hire because they have to live with their decision the as an individual, right? And it it can take them in the different track of their career than they had intended. So the work that you're doing. I think is as important to the employer, but also to the to the candidate, to the employee well, as well. Thank you for saying that. We do find that what we do is uh, we have a responsibility both to candidates and to clients. Right. And so the candidate, we have to speak very frankly about them. Do they have the aptitude? Do they have the right attitude? And sometimes it takes a little bit of reconditioning and maybe some rehabilitation, right. especially people who are tenured because the industry has changed, but the people haven't. I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, um, Game Changer has Game Changers has been in business how long now? Four and a half years. Four and a half years. Yes. My sense from reading the headlines and hearing what's going on is the apparel industry is has been going through some some changes changes in those four and a half right. years. You know, the online, there's, there's a lot that's going on in the marketplace. Yes. How are you in your role able to help companies determine what talent they need and people determine where they really should go, which is the best move for their career? Well, the apparel industry has seen a lot of contraction. And part of that is just because of, you know, of the economic situation. I think there's been a lot of um, uh, pullback in terms of consumer spending. And yeah. so it's really affected retail. And we've seen the retail community suffer as a result of people maybe trading down, not spending as much money in the luxury and the mid-tier, but more mm-hmm. going to the mass mm-hmm. uh, and to the clubs like Costco and BJ's and Sam's Club, etc. And so what happens is less, uh, you know, there's not a lot of market share out there. And so it, it's added a lot of comp- compression and uh, attrition to, the, to our industry. But there are still people that participate in our space. There okay. are still companies that are making product and brands that have survived and weathered kind of the this, this storm, especially since 2008. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you know, you could argue that, you know, companies will always talk about product, how important product is. But we know that product, great product is built by great people. Yes. And not only, you know, the building of great product, but also the, proce- the entire process from basically from seed to store. And so... That's where we come in. We yes. want to be a differentiator. We don't want to be like any of the other recruiting agencies out there. We want to be able to give them quality people and people that really have 
been rehabilitated or really truly understand what the rules of engagement are for, for being a successful entity and a successful organization. You know, I'm, I'm, we don't have time to get into it today here on the radio show, but it is a conversation I'd like to have with you. I'm doing research for a book that will come out in the, in the future on how middle market, small and middle market companies create differentiation that allows them to compete effectively against larger companies. Mm-hmm. And one of the strategies is really identifying with extreme care the niche that you want to participate in. Mm-hmm. And to me, as an entrepreneur, it sounds like you've done that by very clearly identifying one industry that you're an expert in, that you're going to recruit and place talent in. Well, correct. I mean, we, we, we understand relationships are the key to all business. And I think it's, it's almost reiterated several times in your, in your book about the power of CEO guiding principles. Uh-huh. I think we had a few people that spoke a lot about, you know, relationships are how important that is to business. So because of the fact that we come from the inside the industry, the, the, our recruiters, including myself, uh, we have amazing relationships where people will, will rely on us and will trust us to be able to find people that truly understand their business. Mm-hmm. The apparel industry is very complex, as we know it. So, you know, most of the people that you find in recruitment come from human resources or they come from uh, a place where, they, you know, they think it's a, it's a quick way to make a buck. But, you know, you have to live and breathe and sleep and eat the clothing industry to truly understand it. Right. And so that's where we think that is our our unique proposition. That's our unique differentiator. Uh, um, are you focused in Southern California? Are you fo- what's your what's your space? It's national. I mean, okay. We do we do a lot of business on the East Coast. We have sure. some pretty big accounts in the Northeast as well as on the East Coast, but we also recruit from from the EU. So a lot of companies that are looking for special talents that they may not find here, right. we will find in other global organizations, a lot of the companies we do business with have global footprints. They have businesses in Asia Pacific, they have it in uh, in Europe, and especially here in the Americas. Right. So, you know, the world's become a very small place, and so, you know, it, it's hard to say that you're just uh, pinpointed to one specific market, but mm-hmm. we do work nationally from both coast to coast. And, and, and Guy, you remind me that, uh, and I know this, but it reminded me that you know, when you talk about the apparel industry, you're really talking about a manufacturing footprint, right? I mean, you're you're designing it, and that's the sexy part. You're advertising it. You're putting it in a shop, but you got to get the stuff made. Well, that's a, a big part of it. But you know, a lot of the outsourcing and offshoring that happened in the in the end of the '90s, uh, towards the end of the '90s, yes. really forced a lot of manufacturing offshore or out of the country. And so what you need is, is skilled people to be able to manage the supply chain here domestically yes. and truly understanding product and technical garment construction. You can't have somebody do it for you across the waters. So it, there is a, a, a heavy focus on skilled labor here with the wholesalers, with the brands, and especially vertical retail. There are a lot of vertical retailers that make product for their own stores. Right. And so there has to be that skill set, and you can't offshore that. Wow. That's something that we have here. See, you're just demonstrating your depth of knowledge in this industry, <laughs> which is so exciting to me. And it's a, it's a teachable moment here on Critical Mass Radio Show. We're going to take our first and only sh- short commercial break. It's actually not a commercial. It's just a message for one of the products or services that I do with my business, Critical Mass. Uh, those loyal listeners know that these, we're going to be back very quickly with Guy. And I'm going to ask you your guiding principle question. In other words, of all the things that you've learned, you know, what is your overarching philosophy for how you're taking game changers into the future? Can I answer that when we get back? Sure. All right. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after this word from me. 
If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitment in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi. We're broadcasting live on octalkradio.net. So if you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher or one of the other platforms, maybe you want to catch the live show once in a while. Or if you're a visual learner, you can check us out on octalkradio.net's fan page on Facebook as he live streams each of these episodes while they're happening. So uh, I'd love for you to uh, take us in on the live version once in a while. All right, Guy, before the break, I said I was going to ask you to share your guiding principle philosophy that you're using to take game changers into the future. What is that? Well, you know, it's hard to be original here because, you know, you, there's so many great uh, chapters in your book that talk about, uh, you, know, uh, you know, all the CEOs sharing their guiding principles. You know, one of them, obviously, I, which I'd mentioned already, relationships. We are in a relationship business. Uh, we don't we don't manufacture a product. We don't carry inventory of a product. We, car- we, we what we do is we are, are really a service, mm-hmm. and that service is greatly reliant on the relationships and the network that we have. So I said that's a very important guiding principle for us, or especially for uh, for me in game changers in nurturing and building lasting and meaningful and sustainable relationships. But if I have to really add to add to that, I mean, there's something to be said about uh, you know humility. That's something that uh, you know the recruiting team and I really talk about a lot. And it's not just humility in of itself. It's about ego and um, and certainly a lot, and pride. And we get to really see that a lot with candidates or, or profiles that have been tenured in the business that think they've kind of been there done that or mm-hmm. they they just think that they you know they don't need to get their hands dirty again because they've you know they're they've been in the industry a long yeah, time they're past that and so you know we we talk about legacy and we talk about legacy not only within um the uh, within our company but also with the people that we are trying to coach what is your legacy what is it that you want people to remember you by and it can't be on uh, you know successful business uh, initiatives that you worked on five years ago or ten years ago it's really what you do today and tomorrow that will that will create your legacy will truly define you and so we we talk about that a lot and Mm -hmm. um, that is definitely a guiding principle of mine so you've mentioned several times and I'm neglected to ask you but can you tell me the the footprint of game changers I mean you you talked about the recruiters I mean how is how are you staffed well you know Best-in-class recruiters are people that come from within the industry. So, you know, we have a team of four recruiters, 
keep it very small and boutique. We don't, we're not looking to become the uh, boiler room of recruitment. Because okay. that, then what happens yeah, is you become like everybody else. Yeah, that counter, that's kind of your strategy. But we, you know, we have someone from the Nike organization. We have someone from the Hurley and Fox organization. We have someone from the ASICS organization. So what we've done is, is we've, we've brought in people that truly understand our space, that understand people and emotional, the emotional dynamic of human beings, uh-huh. not just the logical side. Okay. And, um, and you know, like I said, it, we're not, we don't really call ourselves recruiters. We, we're talent managers, and we try and manage the talent that we find in a way that's very different. We try and, like I said, we coach them, we cultivate them, we mentor them, we really point them in the direction to market themselves in a way that they, you know, can really fulfill their dreams in their career. So, so, so question for the, t- the for the recruiters on your team: Were they doing recruiting in these different institutions, or were they like you, not a recruiter before you tapped them on the shoulder? I mean, you know, in this case, you know, actually they were. All had touched recruitment, but okay. that was not their only function. Okay. I mean, they do, you know, they they did uh, participate on an administrative level in their organisations, uh-huh. but uh, um, they're equally passionate about changing people's lives. Right. And to me, that is the ultimate filter for us: is finding people that actually care about helping people find wow. jobs. And That's that awesome. is the reason why we're able to be successful. That's you know? awesome. Thank you. I, I knew this was going to be a good interview. Okay, so the last question here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Well, actually, I have two, but the last substantive one. You've talked about a unique approach, mm-hmm. I, I believe. I believe it is a differentiated way, and you, you and your team are living that. Take us back. What? How does that translate to the type of reputation and the way you do your business in the apparel industry. Because I think one of the challenges is you have to be careful that your brand is always left in in positive terms with the people that you're interfacing with, right? Because sure. you're probably going to go back to them in the future or you'd like for them to reach out to you in the future. So what is your unique approach to kind of finding new hires and talent within the apparel well, industry? There's a, there's a few answers to that, but I think the one that sticks out the most is that for the longest time, when you, you were screening or looking for people, you wanted to make sure that they could do the job first. And so you right. always would screen their aptitude. Can they come in and do the job? Can they do the blocking and tackling? Do they understand the idiosyncrasies of process? And and, and that was that's always important. But, you know, there's something that, you know, the, the team and I really focused on uh, more, more, more so than the aptitude was the attitudes component, which was this kind of soft skills that people always talked about, but it wasn't really not kind of front and center on why you hire people. Right. Now, you can't really teach someone to be, to have an integrity, to have integrity, or have a moral compass. <laughs> you, can't. you can't. No, you cannot. You know, and so what we're trying to do is we're trying to understand a person's, uh, you, know, uh, you know, how ambitious they are. What's their sense of urgency? What is their value system? What drives them as a human being? And by, by better understanding the human psychology, the, the human being behind it all, we can teach them process. You can teach them how to... Um, you know, to do a job, but you can't teach them how to ment- to inspire other people or to be collaborative or to be share- to mm-hmm. be a sharer. Mm-hmm. And so we try and really have a unique approach to really truly understanding the person behind the resume. Right. And the resume will tell you all the things that you know already, which is, uh, you know, the experience and I grew the business X. Accomplishments. Amount, yeah, yeah, accomplishments and this right. is what I can do. And, you, and, and you know, you look for that. Right. And you have to screen for that. Yes. But we want to know more about the person, you know, because you hire the wrong person and you have a culture vulture in your company, Ooh. it can it can have a really catastrophic uh, a catastrophic effect on your on your business, and we right. can't afford that. Right. Or on the other side, if the if the if the candidate gets hired and they don't fit the culture, they could be the best star performer, and they probably will not be happy in the 
in the environment, and it, they, may, they may not achieve their level of potential because they just were a bad fit. So you're, again, it comes back to my point where where I think it's as important to place the people in the right environment for them as it is to get the company the right person who can do the job and fit their culture. It's it's equally balanced, and many times we forget about the employee. Not you, but in the industry, because we're just looking to the employer many times. Yeah, and a lot of times you look, at, you know, they, they're defined by job description, and so you, you know, it doesn't ever talk about well, we want this person to have a value system of of collaboration and sharing and and open mindedness and you know, and so, right. you know, willing we, to take risks and challenges, right? Sure, sure, right. And, and and be entrepreneurial. You know, those things we have to kind of sniff out and find. Right. And so we, you know, we we have a very different screening and vetting process. Yeah, because my experience and. I, and I'm nowhere near with what, and I mostly was on the hiring side of it. But you can, as a hiring organization, you can telegraph what you're looking for in those soft skills. And of course, a good candidate will tell you that, oh yeah, I'm I'm very entrepreneurial, and and yeah, I'm, I love to collaborate. What are they going to say? No, right? But if they're not, and you know, and you don't find that out during the interview process, you may be. Uh, disappointed when they come into the company. It's true. So we have again the responsibility now to the to the company right. to make sure that when we're sending profiles, that we have really done our homework and we've done the right vetting and screening, so that we're sending them quality people, right. not just quality candidates. Excellent. Well, if someone would like to learn more about Game Changers, how do they find your brand online? On you know Game Changers US dot com. So it's www dot Okay. And uh, we have all our social media outlets uh, there. There's an about us section that talks about why I started Game Changers, and there's a lot of really great content and a lot of job. Uh, opportunities. There's oh, a wow. job board there too, okay. so people can jump on there and, and, and look for work. Right. So I hope they will. I hope. Th- I hope so too. Well, thank you for giving of your time. Uh, welcome to the critical mass community. Thank you. Thanks for being a friend of our program and sharing a bit of what you're doing as an entrepreneur and building game changers. I really have enjoyed this conversation today. Likewise, Rick. Thank you. Thank you, guy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank our engineer for today, Paul Roberts, and our producers are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and. Haley Stern. If you want to connect with me on Twitter, my handle is CEO Peer Groups. On LinkedIn and YouTube, I'm Richard Franzi. And on Facebook and our website, it's criticalmass4forbusiness.com. That's our social media footprint. I hope you'll reach out to me directly or to the company. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. 